Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome to Canadian Politics is Boring. Hi, Jesse. How's the election going for you? Great. I've got something funny to show you. Great. Okay. So, uh, first off, welcome to Canadian Politics is Boring. Election coverage Election. cool can you put some music to that no okay. it was perfect just the way it was um so uh, i'm jesse i'm reese hi reese um, loves just jumping right in because nobody just, ever yeah it's just i we don't do know. get new listeners who may like oftentimes they'll just listen to the first one on the page and the, and then like if we don't say who we are or kind of what we're doing yeah they'll just like oh, it's just two guys fucking around fart, farting into the microphone that's doing nothing literally 90 percent of all podcasts I mean, it really is yeah, yeah so that's um so that's we're just, kind of we're just blended um <laughs> the uh uh so the election will be called and is, is this is a bit of a roller coaster one so justin trudeau i haven't been no, justin attention. trudeau called the election with a huge poll lead and then, what, does that, what does that mean? So he he was ahead in the polls by loads. Before he called the election? Before he called the election. So How does he? Like, okay, well. Because they do polling. Oh, they just, like, just randomly like, hey, call, if we had an election, who would you vote for? Like, yeah, that they, they call a thousand okay. people and they go, oh, good news. So he's he's doing really well. And then they called the election. Yeah. And now suddenly it's evened out between him and the Conservatives. And also the NDP have seen a huge surge in support. So they've... Um, the NDP are working so fucking hard. It's crazy. 
so, it's crazy. So, so it looks like it's way more competitive and it, it, the easy majority. And also I think a lot of them calling the election was because we did a great job during the pandemic. So vote for us. But I think a lot of people, um, and, and this is an example I was chatting about the other day. So after World War II, two months after they, they, yeah. they declared peace, Winston Churchill uh, had an election mm-hmm. and he lost it massively. Wow. Because although he'd been a hero during the war, there was so much, the, the country had been torn to pieces and looked very differently from what it did at the beginning. And uh, they voted for the Labour government because they were talking about building homes and having a national health service. And so basically, well, I'm actually, the, I'm, ap- the appetite of the of, of the, the voting public was very different from, he, he thought, oh, this will be easy. They're going to say, thank you, Winston. I, ju- I had a thought, just as you're saying this, about this. And I'm wondering yeah. if there's some truth to um, to this. I'm curious if there's some if there's any psychologists or sociologists in the audience. Uh, if you want to write to us about your thoughts on this, what if? Because something similar happened just now in the Nova Scotia provincial yeah, the Nova election. Sco- we need to talk about this Nova yeah, Scotia so election. The Nova Scotia provincial election. Real just to, just to bring it up. Um, you know, the the Liberal government was doing a really really good job of. Uh, just listening to Doctor Strange, Strang, <laughs> which is so stupid. It's so so stupid that we are praising our government for listening to medical science and just yeah, yeah. and relay relaying science from a doctor. That's that's what we're praising our fucking government for. And you know why we're praising it is because there's so many other provinces and so many other states who don't and countries and we're just and countries and we're like, oh, thank God, our province is listening to science, and that's that's it. We're like, good job, liberals. Well, when, when they started doing the reopening plan everyone was like Nova Scotia's being too conservative how come everybody else gets to open up meanwhile everyone's getting the Delta variant right yeah we're not because Nova Scotia during the entire pandemic I don't know I mean if our listeners probably already know this um, but during the entire pandemic including now Nova Scotia was one of a small small handful I'm thinking like around three to five places on the entire planet that was safe and was safe the entire time. And the way it worked was like, it was just every single time we'd get a surge and we would get waves. We've had three waves so far, yeah, right? Yeah. Three waves and every single wave, Dr. Strang, our political, our, I don't know what you'd call him, is the province's doctor. Our one true leader. Our one true, right, yeah. I, <laughs> Dr. Strang would be like, this is a social virus. It needs people to spread. Shut down the bars, shut down the restaurants, close the borders, everyone stay home for the next month. And then, and we just did it. Yeah, we, the, we just, we, hold, hold the on, third wave we crushed immediately. Immediately, it was amazing. Yeah. So, like, yeah, we just every this happened three times. Three, three times this hour, our numbers spiked, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's out of control! What are we doing?" And everyone freaked out. And then Doctor Strang's like, "This is what we do. We're shutting everything down. Stay home." And we amazingly, Nova Scotia did like so much of Nova Scotia did. Yeah, we you'd have just dis- d- dissenters. Is that the word? Yeah, people who dissent. Yeah, yeah. and then people like you know, but like they were rare, and most of the province just did what they were told, and the numbers went down. And then we were one of the only places on the planet where we're like, oh, is I keep hearing about this pandemic elsewhere, and we we didn't have one. And then eventually the second wave hit. And we're like, okay, we know what to do, and we did it. And just just numbers- before was it? Just after Christmas. 
Yeah. It was, yeah. it was just after Christmas and our numbers spiked again. Um, and we just like, okay, shut it all down. And we shut it all down. We just, everyone listened and their numbers went away. And then in the springtime, wave three hit again and it hit big and it hit hard with the Delta variant. And we're like, okay, we are shutting everything down super hard. And we did. And everyone listened and our numbers went away. And it was, a fu- it was fucking amazing. New Zealand and us, and I think a couple islands in the Philippines were one of the very few places on the planet that just did what they're fucking told and the pandemic went away like every time it was amazing yeah, but, but somebody um who's so, libertarians would say i can't believe Nova scotians are just doing what they're told <laughs> and staying alive don't you want freedom <laughs> yeah do right, you want like, freedom and death <laughs> <laughs> glorious so, death I, I have i have a long i have a, a long thought process on this whole thing so anyway uh the liberals you said you're all out of rants but this is a good one this is a good yeah okay thank you the li- <laughs> jesse's rants you should clip that and put no that's a whole that's nasal we should do like a, <laughs> yeah <laughs> can you talk any more through your nose <laughs> so the liberals were basically praised during the entire pandemic for just you know keeping everything under control and doing a really good job yeah. of it um and then we had a and then they were like well this is the perfect time to call an election and so the provincial that like provincially we held an election here in nova scotia because the liberals were like well fuck yeah this is like we're definitely going to get back in if we hold an election now you love us you lo- and and they like everyone kind of did because they did a really good job and i hate the provincial liberals for fucking me over my career and all my friends but i have to admit they actually did a really good job during the pandemic and then they got wiped by the, the progressive conservatives, the, the, which won a ma- fucking majority in the province, which is just blew everyone. When I found out, I was blown away. I was yeah. blown away. You know away. why, though, don't you? I think I do. I have a theory. Should I tell you, I, I I tell you he, my, my understanding of it? Yes, please do. So they wiped out in the i've heard i've heard there is in the rural areas I have my own theory. it was all the rural areas it was all the in no in the in hrm which which is dartmouth halifax bedford and sackville um it was almost entirely ndp yeah almost and then, entirely and then, and then the richer suburbs yeah was are all, all liberal lib- well, no yeah that's true it was all and then and then as you go out to the rural areas it's all blue all blue it was insane oh, well, but it's because they campaigned on one single issue really which was health yeah. and uh, in those rural areas, in HRM, there's pretty good healthcare. There's lots of ho- uh, hospitals. It's easy to get stuff. But a lot of the rural areas have, where people live quite far away, the infrastructure in the healthcare here is really limited. Like this, and then there was also a bunch of news stories that came out showing like really shocking gaps in healthcare, right. like a shortage of ambulances. Somebody who died unfortunately when it was kind of a routine thing could have saved them they were just sat waiting oh, our, for health, our health system is so, is a business so, so what the conservative did was campaign in those rural areas saying yeah we'll fix you you know we'll fix this and and they wipe they won because because again in the rural areas it tends to be a slightly older population who tend to be more active voters and they are they do struggle to get health care um and they and they also had like nurses and doctors um running as candidates now now this is just pointing out the fact that we we have a shitty healthcare system and we need a better healthcare system but that doesn't mean that the pcs are doing good like it's it just it doesn't mean they're gonna do it no it doesn't mean that it's just, they just that they, they found what people were, were talking about and like oh we'll say that we'll do that thing if you yeah, vote yeah. for us like the the liberal party of of nova scotia which is wildly different than the liberal party of canada they the, the liberals of nova scotia actually act more conservative yeah yeah they, they, they kind anyone. of yeah they, they center right almost it's way more right way yeah. way more right and while they have the liberal party 
has just straight up lied to us. And we have actual proof of that, by the way, like straight up lied to us, um, <laughs> which is why I don't like them. The conservatives are, are just you surprised that politicians lied to you. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm surprised that they, they so badly lied to us. So that's why I don't like the Liberal Party of Nova Scotia. But the progressive conservatives are just straight up fucking evil. Well, I, I just the fact that they just they used this as a, a, a lever, leverage for them to get elected. And I don't like my friends. I, 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 like, I, I don't let's hope I, that they actually fucking do what they said. That's going to be the yeah, only yeah, yeah. silver lining on the conservatives. I, listen, I, I have never voted conservative in my life, but I would I wouldn't make the mistake of assuming that they're evil. Because, oh my god! They're, because no, honestly, they're, you know, because they like they. I've they, heard I've heard of Tim. I've heard friends tell me this isn't my opinion because I don't know the man. That I've heard friends tell me about how he, Tim Houston, is, who is our current. Uh, our, our current premier of Nova Scotia, how he is devious and incredibly intelligent and conniving. And that's, thank, that's just thank to, God he isn't running for um, prime minister of, of the country. But, because, that, that, but that, that's just how you get to the <laughs> politics. No, my, my, my point I'm saying is that, you know, it's very easy to call people on the other side of politics evil. They want, they, in their heads, they want to make the world better. They just see the world very differently. I mean, he does, he does, so he, did Hitler. But this isn't Hitler. This is Tim Houston, who's an accountant from Pictou County. Right, who who recently said that abolishing rent control, which he did, by the way, um, in Nova Scotia, is going to lead to uh, greater health, To is going to lead to more housing and le and more, uh, more affordable housing in a current housing crisis in Nova Scotia, where every single other province is against removing rent control yeah, but and and they seem to be doing way way better than us so like oh tim you seem to know something that no other fucking economist knows in the entire country yet you won't share it with us like, but, like that's <laughs> but honestly he's he's a free market conservative he believes yeah, that they all he, are he's, he's probably a follower of milton friedman who believes that no government invention means that it'll create the perfect marketplace and then low Rent will become affordable because the market will demand it, which is which is kind of a balmy economic By the theory. Way, if we have any conservatives uh, listening to our show, thank you. We love you and fight me. <laughs> no, but my point is, is that he thinks that's going to fix things using the free market. It's not that he's evil. And Why he's, not just look at the past, man? Look yeah, at what yeah, has but, worked before and what is currently working. But Don't you, you try could, to reinvent what's... But again, he sees the world differently. He looks at the past and sees different things from what you see. And and from what I see, so well, it's, there are it's, facts. It's, I just don't. I just don't like facts. <laughs> I just. I don't like people slipping into the thing of calling political opponents evil because that's what Trump does. Because then, because <sighs> you 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 need to have a dialogue with people. Most people want. You're too. You're too goddamn reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> Most people would like to live comfortably. Like it's it's honestly infuriating because I know you're right. I know you are. And it bothers me. But, but, that's, okay? but, that's, but listen, hear me out. So most people would like to be able to afford a decent safe home. Like I have all this rage when you say shit like that. I have nowhere to put it. Okay. <laughs> most people most people want to work a job and they will work hard at it and they just want to be rewarded for that hard work and would like to progress in life. I, I mean, that's most a really interesting perspective on the nine to five, which I've avoided most of my life because I'm one of the people who just, I hate the nine to five. Yeah, concept yeah, but, of nine to five. but you're right. There are people out there who are genuinely like the camaraderie, the, the and, feeling of purpose, etc. Et most people just want to go out, you know, whether they choose to have kids, whether they choose to have 
pets and call them fur babies for some reason. <laughs> you know, whatever you or decide to kids whatever you decide babies. to do your life, you, you want to live in a community that you 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 feel safe crossing the street. You know your neighbors. You kind of you're part of clubs. You, you th- everyone wants to thrive. It's just that yes. everyone has a different vision of of how to achieve that on how to do that and sure and, and that, which is why i don't like people I calling would, it evil because i would like to say uh, just a quick quick and if you made it this far thank you for listening if you are a new <laughs> listener this is not how our show normally is it's not normally just recent i ran this is election cool. coverage this is election coverage normally we it's our show is way funnier than me just ranting angrily into the microphone which some of you might find pretty funny i don't know Anyway, please continue about evil calling people evil. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just I just think that it closes us off from each other, and is and it's very easy to to kind of point <sighs> fingers at people because then you don't because then you go right. Well, I, I have to. You hang out with people who agree with you. I think that's bad. You are correct. I have okay. Um, We're not going to fix no, the no, world. No, no. I have two points to to add to this. First point is you're right. Thank um, you. I the know. Second point is you're almost <laughs> right. Okay. In the fact that. Having a dialogue with with someone else, yeah. even a reasonable, calm exchange of ind- ideas and information takes two people, okay? Takes two people who are willing to have this conversation, willing to listen and willing to be open and honest, willing to admit when they're wrong, like I do with you. Yeah. It's hard to do, but I do it when I'm faced with so much fucking goddamn reasonable logic. I'm like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake, you know? <laughs> but like, it's it's how we learn. It's how we yeah, grow yeah. as people. And you, it, for both people to grow, you need to be willing to have a, a little bit of humility, a little bit of humbleness, and 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 be willing to accept that like that the the ideas that you have could change they might be wrong perhaps the two of you working together could come to an agreement in the middle and find the truth together and it's the best way to have an argument and even even with people who are upset and angry i mean the first thing you want to do is to allow them to vent their anger because you you just no matter the argument i'm not talking politically i mean anything at all and this is just a side tip on psychology for anybody who's listening if you have someone who's angry at you the the worst thing you could possibly do is argue with them the number one thing you should do is let them feel their emotion let them get it out because they're looking to vent their emotion their anger and if you let them do that hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Then they feel heard, they feel listened to, and then maybe you can broach the subject of finding a truth together. And it works really well if you have some patience. Anyway, that being said, there are, Reese, yeah, there, and this is sadly fucking true, there are some people who are so intrinsically, intensely set in their their mindset and i would almost argue 
mentally unwell. You're talking about the people die, who died of COVID and deny and still claimed it was a hoax while they were dying of COVID. As an example, yeah, yeah, I wasn't an extreme, specific. I wasn't specific extreme pointing them yeah, out, yeah. but that is an example. Yes, yeah. like it's there's. I would argue some point of you know mental instability, mentally unwell, or people who have like they just. It doesn't matter with a very small percentage, and I'm going to say very small percentage, talking globally, of people out there who it doesn't matter how much you let them rant, how much you let the emotion get down to nothing, how how logical, how reasonable, how much you want to have a civil conversation with these people, their brain chemistry will never, ever change. What's that coming down the driveway, Reese? It's me with a fresh delivery from the ad man. Come oh my smell gosh. it. I will come smell it. I love how your ads smell. Oh, golly, it's oh, fresh. Leah, stuff it in my face. Ah, oh, oh, fresh. Smack ads. me in the face with it. Oh, yeah, just the way I like it. Ads. I'm of the belief that some of these people, I live in an echo chamber, okay? And that echo chamber allows for megalomania to happen. And when megalomania happens, they want to get more and more power. And these people, not all of them, but a select few, rise up the, 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 the ladders to become some of the politicians that we know today. It's to the point where if you were to try to have a civil conversation and perhaps change someone's mind or even have your mind changed with a politician some of these politicians are of that mindset that they're they just no matter what you do they they're they're 100% convinced and nothing you say nothing you do will allow for a constructive conversation where both parties or even just one party could learn something new and i i'm I'm of the belief that some people in the conservative parties, some people in the states that rhyme with dump um, are of this mindset or flump. Or flump. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, you, you said it in your ex, in your in your explanation. There's a minority, and but the good the, thing about but the but, but that but minority can, has risen to power is the problem. Because, because That's they, the problem. If they, they didn't raise rise to power, this would not be a problem. But you know why? Because there's been a pandemic. Lots of people have been afraid, stuck at home, lost their jobs being put into uncertainty when people are afraid they look for someone who claims they have all the answers oh yeah you're right so i fucking hate saying that can you just <laughs> so someone like some you know you, you get people who are drawn to these people like oh my I god think i have some good points you do you, you do have good points you do have good points i'm just i'm just just kind of i'm, I'm not saying you're completely wrong or anything like that. i'm just telling you my perspective i'm just throwing my perspective backwards. fine i guess it's, that's allowed go ahead but, you know it is that thing where you just you know you're right. You're right. People, by the way, like it's yeah, been people, an, people don't want to have a when people are scared, they don't want to have a conversation. They want to find a leader who has all the answers. I 100 percent agree. Yeah, with yeah. You on that. If, yeah. If you start going, to, and also there's like social media is is designed to be addictive. It's 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 the way the way you, that you interact with Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever it is the platform you use. It's designed to keep you on there for as long as possible. It's true. They make more money. I try to use it as little as possible. So they honestly. do that, and the algorithm feeds you more things that keeps you. So if in you're an like, echo chamber, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, so, exactly. so you know. There's, so when you've been stuck at home and, my, you, my, my, and you've got mom, this little my screen. God lover. Uh, hi, mom, if you're listening, which you probably are. Uh, she told me that her Facebook is just delightful all the time. Because like, she oh. looks at delightful things. Right. And so I'm like, oh, that sounds wonderful. Because like my Twitter feed and my Facebook feed before I eradicated yeah, yeah, yeah. them, uh, which there's something called Facebook Feed Eradicator, which is wonderful. And I highly recommend you download it for your browser. Um, it was just like, 
horrible shit all the time. For exactly. Me. He's exactly. Like, oh, this is really depressing. So, and so, my mom's like, I don't get it. My Facebook is delightful. <laughs> <laughs> During the lockdown, you found that the new age crowd who believe in like healing with crystals oh has has allied with the far right crowd and they've kind of become what? slightly melded. What? Because how the fuck did that happen? Because they don't like vaccines. They don't like Western oh, medicine. Wow, right. So they found a common purpose. Of and become, yeah, so yeah, a lot yeah. of these new age health influencers have been bringing, been recruiting their crowd to more of a far right angle, even though they might not be racist. On, on just on a side note about vaccines, I watched a, a New York Times mini documentary on YouTube, which is it was new. If you guys go to YouTube, uh, it should be one of their newer videos uh, by the time this podcast is put out. And it was about um, anti-vaxxers who are getting sick. Uh, and in certain parts of the states and they went and they interviewed them and this one guy was on a ventilator in the hospital and he was in his mid 40s i think uh, and his both of and he's like yeah well both of my parents got the vaccine and they both had covid which happens it's called a breakthrough infection and it's like the vaccine is not supposed to be a cure it's supposed to be this incredible defense yeah but shit can still get through depending on your own body's immune system and immune defense, as well as a number of factors. Anyway, as far as I know, his parents were still alive. And at, at the end of the, like the, they were interviewing him and he's like, yeah, no, if I, if I had the choice to, I still wouldn't take the vaccine because like freedom is important to me. And like, he still didn't believe the vaccine was hell. And meanwhile, like he's on a ventilator. And then at the end of the, the, the documentary, a text came up on the screen saying he died a week later. And I'm like, Oh my yeah. God. Like it was just, anyway it's, he, he died doing what he loved he was free yeah on, yeah. like really anyway sorry this is um, so, it's so sad though because we're coming we're, this is this is a long rant yeah, yeah but this, this is our episode about the nova scotia election okay so <laughs> i do going for, I, how I, does this how does this apply to the rest of canada okay so i i had a point to bring up at the very beginning of this podcast which is what the fuck happened i i was when i found out that the progressive conservatives of nova scotia first got elected i was shocked i was surprised and then i was really upset and angry and then i calmed down as i do because i don't like hanging on to anger and then the next day i thought about it and i'm like oh my anger literally stemmed from fear yeah i am afraid of what these people are going to do to us i am i, I like phase five is coming phase five is coming out in nova scotia which basically is like no masks if you don't want them. That's fine. You know, like no social distancing. We're going to literally pretend the pandemic is over now. And as one of the very few places on the planet, we can actually kind of do that, which is nuts. But that's a different story altogether. I'm quite scared what the PC government is going to do in this province because I, 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 anyway, that's a different story altogether. That's a personal opinion of mine. Anyway, the, the point we were trying to talk about is why that happened because the liberal government did such a good job during the three phases uh the three waves of the pandemic in nova scotia why were they crushed in this election and i mean crushed i mean hardly anyone voted for them people like the majority of the government the majority of the population voted for the pcs and the uh, the rest voted for ndp hardly yeah, but, anybody voted but, liberal but also it was big vote to turnout was the lowest ever was it really? So what? It wasn't that I heard. I heard it was a little higher in twenty seventeen. It was it, and then the rest of the time. So we were. The, it was the second lowest. It was, in it was like yeah, fifty was, years or something. Yeah, yeah. Like that, so yeah. so it wasn't that. It wasn't that everyone changed to vote for the Conservatives. It's just that nobody turned out to vote for the Liberals. Well, okay, so that very changes, that changes my theory a little bit. But let me tell you my theory because you said the same thing happened after World War Two. Yeah. With um, Churchill. Yeah. Right. And this happened here, and it surprised everybody. Right. Um, the voter turnout does change my theory, but here was my theory as to why the people who did vote dramatically changed, uh, you know, who, who everyone was expecting to get voted back in. 
And it's just a theory. And, and as I asked at the beginning of this episode, if there are any psychologists or sociologists out there who want to chime in, please email us at CanadianPoliticsIsBoring at gmail.com and let us know your thoughts. Uh, and and if it's not too sweary or too racist, we might read it on the air. <laughs> um, my thought is, um, and there's probably a term for this, we, we don't want to be reminded of, we associate, okay? We associate negative emotions with the people who were involved with it, even if that person being involved with it was helping us to get out of that negative situation. Yeah. Okay. So like if you had cancer and you had a, uh, a doctor, an oncologist who was working with you for two years to get rid of this cancer and they, they were doing a great job. Right. And then finally you did it. You beat the cancer and you're great, you know, and it's like a month later and you get a call from this oncologist who's like, hey, do you want to go for coffee? You're probably like, no, sorry, buddy. I, you were great. But like, I don't I kind of don't want to think about you anymore, because when I think about you, I think about cancer. That's a good you know? theory. You know? I, I, and so like yeah. and like even though the liberals were doing such a good job at at just keeping things under control, the fact that we beat three waves and we're to a point now where we're, we're almost out of of like, we just don't have to think about the, the pandemic anymore. Rehiring the people who got us through it, maybe it's like it's too close to home. And we're like, does that make sense? Is yeah, that it like does. I, th I think the other thing as well is that a lot, you know, the government... Like Churchill, like if I vote for Churchill, if I was not having Churchill, is like then I'd have to think about World War fucking two all the goddamn time. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, and and now he's going on about everything he did in World War two again. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but that's my that's yeah, my but, theory. But, but like, also, it's just like a knee jerk reaction yeah, yeah, yeah. of anyone but you, please. You did a great job, but anyone but you. And yeah. it, the other thing as well is that you know the government had to spend a lot of money to keep things normal and afloat. And if if you're um, oh god, if you if you're the kind of person yeah. who believes in like. Um, you know, austerity and, and keeping the government spending low, you're, even if you're a swing voter, you might go, well, they got us through it and they spent a shit ton of money and maybe what we need to do, do now is vote for a party that we know will reduce government spending because I worry about national debt. Personally, that's not something I worry about, but I know a lot of people bring it up quite a lot. Well, you know, it's... I just had a thought right now. During this pandemic, we've had a provincial doctor, which is something we've never had before. As far as I know, so right? he's, he's a, just, a they, doctor giving a doctor giving his personal researched advice on the current health of people in the province. Do uh, like that has to do. They with have the done it. It's just nobody's been paying attention. Have they? Okay, so so I, I just had a thought right now. They didn't like, make the how, job up. How neat would it be if we had like a public someone who like advertises himself like 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 we have with Doctor Strang, I love his name by the way, um, like a provincial economist who's like, hey. This is how much money we've got. This is why we're spending yeah, it over here. The, the problem is, is economy, economics is a lot like psychology. It's a lot of that people believe different things in these different schools. Mm. So some people think explain psychology in like a Freudian way, and other people explain it. I don't. I can't even think. I did psychology for a bit, and I, I dropped out. Um, <laughs> you know, there's different schools of thought, and economics is the same. You'll have right. some people who are. Um, Keynesian, some people who, who follow Milton Friedman, you know, these... Look at you, Santa's so smart. I don't know who these people are. I, 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 <laughs> the economists are Adam Smith. Have you heard about Adam Smith? No, no, I was no in school clue. with someone called Adam Smith. And, and it was the same name as like a seven, 18th century economist. Um, so, you know, there's... It's the, a doctor. Doctors tend to agree on one thing. Real doctors tend to agree on medical science. Right. Anywhere in the world, if they're a real proper doctor chances are they'll have very similar approach because it's all evidence-based. Whereas e economics isn't, it's people change. I mean, how can, how people can interpret have opinions the on math and like... But it's not though, it's economics because human be is, is, is 
it's not, it's not how much money meets. there is, it's where that money should And it's go. a lot of human behavior. Right. Like, so, we should spend it on, we should spend it on schools. Yeah, no, yeah, we exactly, should spend exactly. it on condos, you know. Like, so, yeah. Halifax so, has anyway. been doing God knows. So, th- th- let's wrap this episode up. Okay, um, yes. This so has been I a guess, long I guess, episode. Thank you for I guess, listening. I guess the, the old underwriting didn't, what did we learn? What we learned is that um, Justin Trudeau is not in for an easy ride in the election. No, if, if anything, if history has taught us anything, uh, one, it's that politicians don't look at history. And two, that when you think you're doing a really great job in a time of world distress uh don't call a fucking election in the middle of it because you'll get booted the fuck out which now concerns me because like i've heard that trudeau is doing a great job from some people i've heard that trudeau is doing a piss poor awful job from some people i haven't been paying attention to me canada's way. done a great job okay, globally canada's done a really good job okay, as a well that's great to hear i am concerned if historically this is what happens when you call an election during the middle of great times of duress that you get booted the fuck out for reasons that are unbeknownst to us that we've theorized during this episode that the conservatives will will take over the country that's terrifying to me let's talk about let's talk about them in the next episode okay Cool. Yay, bye. Bye. Wait, wait. Call to action. Call to action. Instagram. That's your that's your knee jerk reaction every single time. Because it's because really we funny. Because we're on there a lot. It's really funny. Yeah. Um, I think. Oh, ooh, ooh. Call to action. Okay. Um, if you have an idea of something that we've said, it has to relate to something that we've said in the past number of episodes that would make a great T-shirt. Send us an email at CanadianPoliticsIsBoring at gmail.com yeah. or or send us a message on Twitter or Instagram. I'm sure you can find yeah, us yeah, on there. It's we, not we hard to find us. We haven't put a t-shirt up since Seduced by Ottawa, so we probably should. And I love Seduced by Ottawa t-shirts. So if you have an idea based on something that we've said in our like number one, like just a p- previous number of episodes that would make a great t-shirt, get in touch with us, let us know, and maybe we'll make it into a t-shirt and we'll totally let, like, we'll let the world know who you are and, and et cetera, et cetera. Wonderful so news. That's That's our call to action. Get on it. Go do that before you do the next thing you're going to do. Cool. Bye. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Love you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, 
If you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there.